Amen. Well, welcome everybody. It's good to see everybody. Everybody had a good week? Yes. All right. It's going to get better? Yes. It is. It is. It is. It's always going to get better. Man, my mom always used to say, tomorrow's another day. It's going to be a little bit better. And then the next day we come, I say, you must mean the next day. <laughs> but you know what? It's either half full or half uh, empty, and we're going to pick half full. Man, we have so much to cover today, so many things that God has been blessing. And the title of our message is A Difference Maker. And I believe everybody wants to be a difference maker for the good, right? I mean, I really believe we want to uh, have a positive impact on, on our life and our family and others, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, both of you think so. That's good. But uh, I'm going to wake you guys up today. We're going to have a good time. But I was thinking about this this week, and I look back through history and some of the stuff we've been doing uh, in the Bible study on Tuesday night. Um, Tanya mentioned it a little bit. Kirk Cameron has a study and a movie on there, and it's called Monumental. And it was really tracking the, uh, the lives of the pilgrims, you know. And, and I know for me, I was thinking, okay, funny hats, funny shoes, turkey gun, and Indians. But man, there's so much more. How they really sacrificed and how they were difference makers so that you and I could be here today and be in the fullness of the freedom of God's word. Amen? Isn't that just amazing? I mean, and, and I look back through that. So you look back through history, you see so many people that gave so much and not so much for get something in return, but maybe for the next guy. Amen? Leaving a legacy. You know, I, I pray that what we do here will, will impact lives down the road. Because you know what? God's word will not come back void. It doesn't have an expiration date on it, right? Just as, just as powerful it was uh, when it was spoken 2,000 years ago and more more. So we want to stand on that. You know, and that's what I always say. Whatever you do, make sure it's lining up with the word. That's why we like to have the scripture. So why do you say that? That's what God says. And that's what we want to start from the platform on there. And so, you know, the, the original difference maker was who? Jesus. Amen. I mean, he's the ultimate di di difference maker. I better slow down with that. The difference maker. And, uh, you know, so he's our role model. And you say, well, buddy, I understand that. I mean, he's the son of God. He made a difference. Absolutely. And he came here and left all the glory there and walked as a man in right relationship with God. Amen. Fully man, fully God. And, you know, uh, you never see Jesus getting in an argument with people, did he? You know, did he, did he stay in his ground? He said what he had to say, and he didn't sugarcoat it, and he put it out there, and he stood on the truth. And you know what? That's what we want to do. You know, we want to love people where they're at. God always promises three things. If you come through the door, we're going to love you right where you are. We're going to stand on God's word, and we're going to give you an opportunity to respond to what God's doing. Amen. You know, that's the deal. That's the thing. So we, we want to really make sure that you have that opportunity to make a difference. And I was looking through here, and I kept thinking about different things, and I, I went back to one of my favorite uh, movies that my family watches. Every Christmas. Y'all got like a Christmas movie that y'all watch or something? Okay. All right. I tell you, I'm going to get y'all involved here. Okay? I say, Denise, you know which one we always watch? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Anybody ever watch It's a Wonderful Life? Good. Because I was going to say, I hope I don't have good for the whole movie. Just give a point out. George Bailey, right? Y'all listening online, you're going to have to go look it up. But you know, I'll talk about that. So for a minute, you think about the movie and, and, and Jimmy Stewart, right? Here he is, he's a young guy, his dad has a bank, the savings and loan, and he was helping people, he was making a difference. He wasn't making a killing, he wasn't making all the money, but he was making a difference, amen? You can make a difference. I'm going to set it right there. So, his father passes away, and the next, you know, George is ready to go off to college and everything else, and turn around, it's like, you know, he gets passed over again. He gives his money to his brother, he gets to go out and see the world, and ends up being a hero uh, in, the, in the military and all that. But I want to focus back on George. And time goes by, and another year goes by, and then something else goes by, and it's this man, George, is just feeling like he's just been run over. Anybody ever feel like that? Yeah. 
Come on now. That's a good place to say amen. Yeah, it's just like, not again, man. I just got passed by again. What's going on? But he had a pretty good attitude about it. And then it just started, you know, the enemy can find that one spot and just beep, 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 beep. And so through some things that wasn't even his fault, they're getting some financial problems. Or was it Uncle Billy loses some money or whatever? And I'm going to move through this and get to where I want to. And George gets to a point, he says, you know, I wish I'd never been born. Woo! I don't know, I don't want you to raise your hands and stuff like that. You might never said that, but you might have thought that. Because he shorted. Because there's times, sometimes that storm is rough, man. That water is high, man. And you just say, hey, you know, am I making a difference? I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to tap out of this thing, you know? And thank the Lord for some wonderful friends that come alongside you, amen? To encourage you with God's word, amen? Encourage you to say, hey, you know what? We're going to keep on going. Yeah, but you don't understand. God understands. And he said, you're worth it, amen? And he made a difference in your life. He made a difference in your life. And he's making a difference in my life. So we can make a difference in their life. That's the message. Okay? So he goes on. And he gets to the point. He gets into a little bit of. My, my boss used to call it old blabbermouth. I said, why do you call drinking old blabbermouth? He said, because I can't shut up when I'm drinking. Right? So he gets drinking a little bit. And now he's really down. He thinks it's going to lift him up. Now he's really down. Right? He's drinking everything. He says, man, I'm just going to jump off this bridge. Man, snows there and everything else. And this is just the movie. And God sends an angel. And he rescues him out of that. And he goes back and he's meeting people. And what's happening in the movie is actually he's stepping through things where, okay, you said you didn't want to be born? I want to show you something. And he starts seeing, wow, maybe I did make a difference. Amen. Man, think about those people that God put in your life for just a season. Maybe just for one word, man, to save you a lot of heartache. Maybe we didn't listen to him, but that's okay because God will send somebody else and he still encourage you. And so he goes through all those things. And, and he finally comes around. He says, man, I want to live. Y'all remember that part? I want to live. I want to live. I pray today. He says, I want to live. I want to live. I am not settling for humdrum Christianity. Because, well, let me say that. I don't think that you can have humdrum Christianity. Because if you really lock into what God's got for you, you're going to make a difference. You're going to be excited. That's why I talk so fast. Because I want you to get the news sooner. Because you never know when you take your last breath. But you can always know where you're going. Amen. You got time for a story? You know, I didn't go to food line. This not didn't happen to food line. But last night, I said, I am done with this cell phone. I got to get another cell phone. It's calling people. It's not calling people. I'm not getting stuff. It's cutting on and off. So I call and I, and I call up to the mall. And I said, this is what I want to do. And the guy said, man, no problem. Come on up here. We got you. So I get up to the mall. And uh, I find out real fast, it's not about a phone, it's about Jesus, right? So I'm in one of those little, what do you call those little kiosks, that's the word. The kiosk, and people going by, and you know I get loud when I'm talking about Jesus, so people walking on. So anyway, the guy's really helpful, a young guy. And I said, I got to have the hotline. He said, the hotline? I said, this is the preacher phone. He said, oh my Lord, we got to get this thing going, right? And we're having a good time, young guy and everything else. I said, do you know him? He said, yeah, I grew up with him. Yeah, okay. Let's keep on talking. Right? So we're talking a little bit. And the owners of this little stand, they're over here, and I can't really understand what they're saying. But when I start talking about Jesus, they go, they knew that. Isn't that something? That's, a, that's just a common thread where you can say Jesus. I don't know what it is in any other language. But Jesus is Jesus anywhere. Amen? Boom. I know what it means even if you can't talk. They showed me that. Jesus. We went somewhere and they were doing some dancing and stuff. And all I know when we would sing Jesus, they would go, I said, I learned some sign language. So if I, if I lose my voice, I'm just going. 
Where are you preach from? Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, we're there in Charles. My man Charles was helping me out. And you know what I had to do. He said, well, uh, we could do this and that and all this. And I said, well, what about this? What about this? All right. And he gets me all fixed up. Well, the more I'm talking, the more he's loading stuff on my phone. I said, well, make sure you get Denise's number in there. And I'm amazing. And I'm saying, man, I said, man, I'm talking more about Jesus. I'm talking more about Jesus. Well, when it comes time to pay him, you know what? I had a $1 bill. Now, for y'all don't know about this, I love using this illustration. I won't put y'all through it again. But I'll take a dollar bill and I'll tell them about the gospel and I'll rip it up. And then we'll turn it around and pull it back and make it whole. Got his attention now. So I asked him, I said, man, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? And guess what happened then? The Jesus he grew up with, maybe he didn't know him as good as he thought. He was well, like, I guess so. I'm a pretty nice guy. I said, no, it's not about being a nice guy. It's about what Jesus Christ did for you, man. It's a free gift. All you got to do is receive it. That makes sense. I said, well, there are the pieces of the puzzle. So I said, man, you were really a blessing to me, man. He had the phone charger over here. He put my old phone back here. All this, I'm doing this. I paid the guy, and I'm just talking about Jesus. I am high on life, everything. And, and the guy said, we are really thankful that you come today. I said, yeah. I said, man, y'all was a blessing. He says, no, sir, you were a blessing. I said, Jesus is a blessing. Jesus, he's going across all the communication lines and everything, right? I just love it. He said, go down. Look, now, so, so I, got, I got a white guy. I got a black guy, I got an Indian guy, and he said, go down to my friend, they give you a deal on case she is a Russian. I said, that's the best I can do. I said, okay. Man, we're going nationwide now. I said, I tell her too. So I'm going there, I said, how far is it? He's pointing down I was like, my legs are, Lord, my legs are hurting. I said, I'm going in for you, Jesus, right? So I start walking, and I'm so excited, man, to share Jesus. I didn't get my phone off. I left it back there. But you know what was good? When I came back, they were still talking about Jesus. I said, hey, man, what you do my phone? He goes, uh, oh, still plugged in. I was like, all right. So I went on down and found a little Russian girl and got 10% off my phone thing. And they didn't even charge me any tax on the other thing. And God was exalted. And they heard about Jesus in about three different languages. Said Give the Lord a hand clap. Man. I tell you what. See, the devil thought he was going to sabotage my phone. God said, I got something better for you. 4G, 3G. He's all G. He's all God. Amen. I had no idea where I'm at in my notes, but we're having a good time, aren't we? Yes, indeed. So anyway, if you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be primarily in Philippians chapter 2. And I've got some selected verses we're going to run through and, and, and keep on rolling, all right? So let's go ahead and read this here. Making a difference. And this is Paul. He's, he's, he's talking to the church, the Philippian church, and he's giving me some encouragement, right? Anybody need a little encouragement every now and then? Amen. Amen. What I always say. Everybody needs a cheer. Alright, so here's the word. It says, hold firmly to the word of life. Mm-mm-mm. On that day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Aren't you, don't, you know, when you put some time in something, you want to see it come out the other side. You know what I mean? You want to see, you know, your kids. You want to see them do good. You know, you want to see them come out the other side. Man, in relationships and neighbors and things and work and all these things, why would it be any different than your Christian law? Even more so, because this is for eternity. This is for high stakes. This is for all the marbles, amen? So will you be a signpost for Jesus? Absolutely. So he's talking here. Listen to this. Listen to what he says. Hold firmly to the word of life. I love that. Because look at this. You can't hold firmly to the word of life if you keep your Bible shut. How many times have y'all been to somebody's house and they got that big Bible that their grandmother had sitting on the table Got this much 
dust on it. Won't let you touch it. Right? Like, ooh, don't touch that. I said, it's made for reading. Oh, I got another one for that. Have you read it lately? I'm going to. I'm going to get going soon. Yeah, man. I mean, this year, we can ready to go to April, man. This year, I'm going to do it. Hey, today's a good day to start, amen. You can start anytime. Don't look back. So, you know, we talked about that. I love that illustration that we see through, through George and, and in the movie, going back to that. And he saw when everything was stripped away, jumped back to the movie for just a minute. And at the end of that movie, he saw everybody pulled together that he had touched along the way. Amen? And I thought, isn't that going to be a glorious thing for those who put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? And we finally take our last breath here and we graduate. Woo! Man, I'm going to see my dad. See my granddad. See my friends. Right? They're going to be whole. And my knees are not going to hurt no more. I'm going to be ready. Y'all going to see me. I can do it now, you know? Ready to go. And, and, yeah, that's it, man. And, and I have a guitar on my back, too. Jamming, you know? And I thought, man, isn't that something? And, and to be able to experience that even here. Because to me, that's really what I feel like when we're here with our family, our church family. Man, you know what? When I get the double light click, I'm still going to hug about three more people. You know? I just love seeing everybody. I told Miss Deb before she got to sit down and say, wait a minute. She said, I got to do my greeting. She's going to make the rounds. You know? <laughs> Because you're worth it. So I said, go ahead, go on back over that way. <laughs> but man, it makes a difference. And you love here. And you know what? I'm right where you are. And so many times we think we got to clean up, fix up, you know, get an A on the test before that we can come before the Lord. Well, let me tell you what, you qualify in Christ. Amen. Amen. And that's what I want you to hear today. So, so many times we can just get overwhelmed and feel underappreciated. And, and that's for us today. I mean, when you have a long day, a long week, or whatever going on, I don't care. If it's your kids, your family, your mom, your dad, whatever it is, the job, man, leave that at the door. Don't pick it up. Leave it at the foot of the cross. And let's go ahead and see how God makes a difference in your life and mine so we can make a difference in this, all right? So let's take a look at this. Let's move on. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. Well, one of the things that the Lord was showing me as it's cutting through his word, he says, you know, a kind word makes all the difference, doesn't it? And, and I look at this. I said, having the attitude of Christ. What's the attitude of Christ? And I, and I thought about this. I said, a kind word, man, makes all the difference. I said, and how do we share a kind word of encouragement by having that attitude of Christ? Isn't that? Lining our life up with that of the Lord. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to read a little bit, preach a little bit, read a little bit on this, okay? So, verse 1 says, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? And everybody said, oh yeah, right? And we go on through here. And he goes on and says, any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Man, I got a lot of underlying words there that we want to work through. And I get thinking about that. I go, man, how many folks just need a little reminder of that throughout the day? You know? When you really get something going and your wife brings you a devotion and says, you might want to read this. Or you're doing something and somebody said, didn't you preach on that last week? Or you're going through something, you go, oh, man, what in the world's going on? And God whispers in him, you're worth it. You're worth it. It's going to be okay. That little bit of comfort, that little bit of somebody coming back, bringing you back with a kind word, amen? That's all the deal. It's, it's huge. It's a huge encouragement knowing the Lord, knowing where you're going to go. It's a huge encouragement when we know that one of our loved ones that maybe we've lost knows the Lord. Do we miss him? Absolutely. Does it hurt our heart? Absolutely. But you know what? we got the promise of God that we will see them again someday. Man, 
That is amazing. And it's not because of what they've done or, or, or you know, how they served or all these things. It's about what Jesus Christ has done and them receiving it. Just like it is for me and you. It's all level at the cross. Man. It's amazing. Let's keep on going. I'm going to give you all some words of wisdom here. All right. Proverbs 15.1 says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a, heart, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Can I get an amen there? And I thought about that. I said, man, this is just some more truth of God's word. I said, you can put it into, in practice when you leave here. And you can pick each one, whichever one you want to do. To me, I'm going to go with the gentle answer turns away wrath. But if you don't believe this word's true, try a harsh word and see what happens at your house. It will stir up some anger. Amen? So just more biblical, biblical truths right there. Well, let's keep on going. That's what the Lord showed me. And I want to take a little time when I'm, when I'm in here when I wrote this. I said, a kind word doesn't mean being fake or weak. It means being motivated by the truth of God's word. I want you to hear that. A lot of times, people think that, uh, that's the word where you're going, I'm telling you. A lot of times people think, you know, that, uh, you know, if you're a believer, you're supposed to just, just get kicked in the shin and pushed around and all this and all that, and you just kind of go with the flow. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know what? Take and choose the battles. Lean on what God has. And I, and I want to address this because I'm not always talking about everything. Just play nice and go with the flow. But I'm talking about holding firmly to the word of God. Amen. Can't hardly wait to get in the store. I'll tell you what. Oh, I got to tell you. This, I didn't know I was going to tell you this. Uh, talk about it. Yeah, your word means something, right? Yeah. Right? It does. It should mean something. And I know we miss the mark sometimes, right? Now, me and my buddy, we like cars. And every now and then, we'll pick up a car and fix it up and see what's going on. We'll drive it. Maybe we'll sell it. Maybe we'll drive it. Whatever. So my job is to find the car. Right? Because I don't work on cars. I drive them and wash them. He picks them. So anyway, I look and I said, found a car for us. I'm going to look at it. Called the guy up. He says, hey, man, I'm over in Smithfield. But I'm coming over your way today. I said, that's great. No problem. So I meet him. I look at the car. So okay. Uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. You need to, there's a noise on this car and there's um, needs to be inspected. I said, if you want to do that, I'll do what, what I said. Do you want a deposit? No, no, no. I said, because as far as I'm concerned, this deal is done. Oh, yeah, 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 no problem. I'm going to have my wife get it inspected tomorrow and everything. I said, that's okay, that's fine. You don't want a deposit? Nope. Okay. I said, okay. So we go a little bit. And uh, how many know it's a good thing to share things with the family and friends? I told Thomas, I said, I'm looking at this car. He said, yeah, that sounds cool. Thomas calls me back. He said, yeah, I was praying about it. Don't buy that car. I said, what? I'm thinking, you just mad because it's going to be faster than yours, right? No, I don't. He said, no, he said, I, I don't think you're going to buy that car. I said, okay. I said, I got to go look at it because I told the man I was going to go look at it. So, and I said, well, if it looks good, I appreciate your input. We'll look good. We'll cover ourselves and all this. Okay. So anyway, Going back to the guy. Not coming down on him. I'm just saying this is what we, we deal with all the time. Right? So the guy says, okay, yeah, 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 everything's good. I said, okay, just let me know. So that night we're band practicing. Bing, I see that number. I look at Miss Tanya out here. Eric's over there. I say, let me take this call. And this is what he says. He calls me, he goes, hey, man. I go, hey. He said, I got some good news and some bad news. What I tell him? I said, all we got is good news. Because I already know what he's going to say. See? I don't have to have it. He said, you, you, you know, you ain't going to believe this. I'm thinking you're probably right. <laughs> he said, somebody came over my house, offered me a hundred more dollars for the car, and don't even want me to get it inspected. What do you think about that? And I said, I think you want to sell it to him. 
That's what I think. He said, uh, uh, what? I said, I think, I think that sounds like a good deal. And she can hear what's going on with time. I said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, don't worry, man. So anyway, so here we go. And I said, uh, he said, but this is so funny. He said, but I wanted you to have it. I'm thinking, obviously not. Or you'd have done what you said, right? Yeah. I said, well, hey, man. He said, well, it was really nice meeting you. I said, it was great meeting you too, man. Have a great day, bro. God bless you. Boom. What song are we doing? Never even looked back. What, what is the whole message in there? Do what you say. Say what you mean. And I know we try that. But, man, and I know we miss the mark sometimes. But I already knew where we were going on this thing. Right? When I tell you, I got the money, you want to do the deal? He goes, ah, well, I don't know. What you hiding? What's going on? All right? But don't tell me you're going to do something and then don't do it. If you're going to make a difference, you have to stand behind your word. Amen? You can have all the kind words, but if they, if, they, if they don't come up on payday, it don't mean anything. Amen? I think it was a blessing. You know what I said? Thank you, Lord, for protecting us. We didn't need that anyway. Grandmama's going, yes, indeed. Right? I said, pray for wisdom, right? It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Now, there was a time in my life I go, man, what are you talking about? What are you doing? You talk? Whatever. You know what I told him? What did I say? It's all good. It's all good. And you know what? Did that mean I was weak or anything else? That's all right. I'm going to do what I told you that I was going to do. And if you can't do your part, then we don't have a deal. It's okay. It's all right. So many times people want to twist it a little bit. Twist it a little bit. I just use that as an example because it's real time. It just happened here late. But it's okay. Because you know what? I wanted to represent Christ more than I wanted the car. It's no big deal. What's a big deal is I want to be a difference maker. So if I tell you something, I really want to try to do it. And I'll, let me just say this. I will let you down. I don't try to. I'm a man. I want to point you to, to Jesus. Okay? But man, I want to really. That's, that's my desire. And I know I can't do it on my own. And I pray that God helps me make those steps and make those decisions. And sometimes I make some bad decisions. But you know what? God's in the forgiving business and God's in the grace business. Amen? So let's keep on rolling. Everybody good? Hold firmly to the word of life. That's what we're going to do. All right? What else can we do? A helping hand makes all the difference. Take a look at this. Going right through the word now. Here we go. Verse 2. Let's break this out. It says, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Man, through my life, I've got to see some, a few things. And I know y'all have too. There's a lot that I haven't seen. But one of the things I was thinking about last night is I really have got to see this in my mother's life. My mom is the last one uh, comes. Tuesday, Lord willing, she'll be 85 years old. I said, Mom, you outlived them all. You go, girl. He goes, she said, oh, I don't know how. Just the Lord. I said, that's all right. And my mom had one brother. And I remember when my grandparents passed away. And how many know, you'll find out some different things when people pass away in their stuff to set up and, and split up, right? Don't look at nobody. But you know it's true. You hear all the terrible things. Oh, man, Uncle Joe will come out of here. Oh, he's my best friend. You never visit him. Right? All these different things, right? So my, my uncle and my mom, I remember we're there and we're moving stuff and everything, and this is how it went down. Well, Ruthie, is there anything you need here? No? Uncle Buddy. Uncle Buddy, is there anything you need here? No, I'm okay. Uh, was anything your kids need? I don't know. It, it didn't matter. It was all about what the other one wanted. Do you see what I mean? It was all about what else? I said, Mama, and I asked her this all the time. I said, did you and Uncle Buddy ever argue? She goes, I mean, all the time. I mean, let's go way back. 
I want some dirt. No. Come home, man. Me and my sister can't say that. <laughs> I love her. But you know, we sometimes we want my attitude. And I thought, isn't that amazing? So I know it can be done in the strength of the Lord. And so they went, they would open a circle with them. What was your people not, not there? And they said, you know what? That's why I was dating Denise. I said, I think she could use a washer and dryer and maybe a refrigerator because she's talking about moving. Mom said, well, that's fine. You need something about moving? You remember that? It wasn't like, well, let me see what we can get. This was like, you know, he thought. Isn't that something? Helping a hand. Didn't realize how much that really helped us at the time. That's a big deal when, you, when you're a young couple and you get a refrigerator, a washing machine, and a dryer. Because I'm going to tell you, the girls now are not going to beat your clothes on a rock, amen? They might beat you with a rock. <laughs> but anyway, what a blessing. I just thought about that. I said, I'm going back, let's go look at this. Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other. That's what they did, right? It was, it was best for you. But isn't that what you want for your family if you leave this place? You just want harmony. You want unity. You know, you, you try to teach that to your kids. You try to teach that to your family. You try to, try to you know, just, just preach that and, and love them through that. But it's just amazing how things get so twisted. Well, let's keep on going. Look at this. Because you're like-minded. With one mind and one purpose. That's a whole like-mindedness thing. And I said, are you focused on the same goal? Is the vision defined? That's always like to tell you all the vision is here. Hold the sign out right here so everybody can follow, all right? You don't know what the vision is? The Lord told me today, this, last night when I was looking at this. Because I always said, making the most of each opportunity to share Jesus Christ with the world. See, that's the vision. That's the big vision. And, and the Lord told me last night, you ready? When I was up in my little jam room, he said, I want you to tell them they're the vision. I said, what? He said, my people are the vision. They've always been the vision because I love them. Isn't that something? I'm thinking, I'm thinking way out here. God said, no, 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 right here. Right here. Man, see, that's what happens on Saturday night when I'm up there preaching to the couch, as Jake, Jake calls it, the holy couch. I was spending some time and Lord, well, this is where we're going. He goes, no, 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 I want, I want them to know that they matter. I want them to know that me being a difference maker was so that they could be a difference maker. They're the vision. You're the vision. You know why? Because if you're the vision and you realize that, then you're going to take the vision out and share the vision with others. Amen? That's what he was sharing with me last night. That's huge when we get wrapped around that and realize that, you know what, when we look at this, making sure that you're getting the message of God that will transform your life, that it's making a difference in you so it can make a difference in others. Amen? That's the whole thing. That's the whole momentum of it. Well, guess what? How do we do that? By caring for people. Now, usually when people come here, I would probably worry you to death. I'm just like, hey, how you doing? He's going, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I'm say, hey, you know, you know, we just want to know you. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Caring for people. Because if you care for people, you're going to intermingle. You're going to spend some time. What is it? You're going to invest in them. Right? God invested in us. We're going to pass it on. Not just here. All over the place. Had the privilege yesterday to go play a little music for Paul's. Does anybody know what that is? Yeah. Tell me what it is, yes. Uh, Mom, tell me what it is. Yeah, close Sanctuary. enough. Sanctuary. Did it say anything about Jesus? Did it? No. No, it did yesterday. See, it's just another opportunity, right? It doesn't matter. See, we always said we want to be a light in the community. And they called and said, hey, can we try to raise some money for some cats? I said, I don't care. That's good. I like cats. We'll play. Right? And then I said, okay. And I sent Thomas a text. I said, hey, man, I need to play drums on this thing. He goes, I can't. I go, oh. 
Eric, we need it. <laughs> so Eric usually gets like 15 minutes before we get ready to play. Okay. And you know what I love about this guy? As long as I've known Eric, doing music and everything else, especially man, doing stuff for the kingdom. You know, I love this. He says, all right, my brother, you know the answer is always yes. That's huge. Now, I don't just go to Eric because, well, I know he'll do it. I want to go to Eric because the answer is yes, and he's going to give his best. And he don't care about anything. He doesn't, he doesn't ask me 50 questions about, well, where are we going to be? What do we got to do? <laughs> hey, what, what time? What, nothing. The answer is yes. I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate that. Well, see, that's a heart that's been transformed by the Lord. That's a heart that's making a difference. And guess what? With the heart comes, comes hands. And I know where you get that from. Right here. You guys are always reaching out and touching people. I appreciate y'all so much. Well, guess what? Living a helping hand. Woo! Sometimes you just want to stay at home, though. But sometimes we just got to get out and, and do a few things. And I said this. I said, see, if it doesn't make a difference in you first, it's not going to make a difference in someone else. You believe that? If I don't believe what I'm telling you here, it's not you going to be What's he talking about? I believe this. I believe that word. And guess what? I say every week, I'm preaching to me first. God's showing me things in my life, and i got to make adjustments in my life. I'm going, ooh, that one hurt. You know, I need to do, to do this. Yeah, yeah, Lord, I want to be a difference maker. I want them to be a difference maker. But ultimately, he is the difference maker. But if you got Christ in you, even though you leave your cell phone at the kiosk, you'll still be talking about Jesus when you get back. That's making a difference, amen? I don't care whatever's going on. There's a place that you can cut through to that cross and talk about Jesus. I don't care if you're making pies. I don't care if your car broke down. It don't make no difference. I got the car wreck a, a while back. And while I was getting out of the car, I said, man. God said, are you all right? I said, man, praise God. I'm all right. Just this one just was real little. Didn't even mess his hair up. But it knocked my CD player all the way back to, to, out of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that? I do too. And then I'm thinking, wow. And all of them were saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. I said, Lord, there's an accident. We're okay, man. We're okay. He said, I'll probably lose my job. He said, but your son's all right. I said, why don't we just pray you ain't going to lose your job? You know, it's an accident. Those things happen. You know, but you know what? There's an opportunity within those things. If God prompts us, jump in and just share a little bit. Let's share a little bit. All right, so lend a helping hand. But it's got to make a difference in your life first before it makes a difference. In anybody else. So, with that being said, has God to work in your life? Absolutely. God's going to work in you, and He's going to work through you. And I see that so beautifully displayed in you guys. All right, unity, man. There's some power in unity, isn't it? You can get some stuff done. Yesterday, when we were at that that event, all the way down at uh, Nessa, there's a lot of things that happen has to happen behind the scenes. I've done quite a few of those outdoor events, and I appreciate when people do that. Sonny has done a many of those, and me and Sonny's like. Look at this, right? We're thinking, we just got to show up. See, what happens is it's so cool. See, a lot of times people come up and they want to change everything. You know, next year you ought to do this. And you know, the year after, you ought to have that. And you, and you say, well, hey, can I count on you for that? No, I ain't in that. <laughs> they got the great ideas, but they don't have any teeth to the mission. See, but what I hope today is, is that, that we have faith in, in, in the teeth and the things that God's teaching so that we just don't, just don't speak it, but we be it. And we use it and show it and love on people. Amen. To make a difference. Amen. Hey, if you see somebody and you've done something before, you know, well, you know you ought to do it this way. <laughs> or you say, hey, you know, is there something I can help you with? You know, uh, 
I did this one time before. Maybe this might be it. And if they say no, you say, well, all right. But you know what? There's, there's opportunities all the time. And, and I thought about this. I said, well, when we talk about lending a hand, who did tell me what the scripture was last week? Psalm 34. Hey, <laughs> hey that's right. Chuck, you're right. <laughs> Psalm 34, 8. I do a bad, very, a very bad uh, normal voice there. But that's kind of cool. Remember, remember that? We're talking about how taste and see that the Lord is good. Isn't it amazing how God just builds on his word? Over and over and over. Showing up the foundation. But I want us to take a look at here. We begin to see the power of unity. Got another story for y'all getting, man, you guys are living Buddy Chapman life this week, but it's through the lens of the Lord. Remember I told you, I've been working in this place for 29 years. Everybody's left but me. And there was one guy I thought they were going to bring back and work with me. And they said, no, we're going to bring you a new guy. I was like, I don't want a new guy. I want my old guy back, right? I'm just being honest. They said, no. So I had to tell myself, maybe there's an opportunity to witness it. Okay. So the new guy comes over. How many know when you're working with a new guy, it's usually a honeymoon for a little while? Right? It's a little bit. And, 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 and that's cool. And, and I'm enjoying working with a new guy. So I'm telling I said, hey, this is how we work this. This is how we do this. I said, if you need anything, man, I said, this is what we're going to do. This is good. And I remember telling, I, I told him a story. So maybe this is sinking. I said, I remember I had a plumbing problem one time. I had a lot of plumbing problems in my house. Usually it's because I work on it. And then I have a plumbing problem. So anyway, most of my friends know that. And if I call and say, hey, what you doing today? And they say, what's up? They didn't say nothing. They say, what's up? I said, I got this plumbing problem. I said, man, we're so busy today, right? So anyway, that happened one time. And I had to get some plumbers over. I'm going to tie it in, I promise. They come over here and there's two guys. And the guy's working on stuff. And they're just as happy as could be. I mean, they're pulling this stuff and the slime's coming out. They're just doing this. And one guy's going around here and the other guy's doing this. And I said, man, I said, uh, I said, y'all been working together for a long time? So we've been working together a long time. You know what he said? He said, man, that guy's, he's the best partner I've ever had. I said, really? He said, yeah. So I go around back. Oh, God, he's got junk all over him and everything else. You know, I'm thinking he's going to say, yeah, he always puts me on a bad job. I said, man, I said, your buddy really speaks really highly of you. I wasn't trying to cause him trouble. I was just saying, it's nice to know, you know, your buddy really thinks something of you. He said, he's the best partner I've ever had. And I was staggering out my back up. I work with a lot of people. You don't usually hear that. Usually what happens is you go, hey, man, how you doing? I ain't that guy sitting me out here. So I thought, I will tell my new guy this story. And then he knows me and him going to be best friends. I said, look, I told him about how I said, if you need anything, you call me. If I can do it for you, I'll do it. Not a problem. Change text message, everything else. And I said, you know what? I said, I want to tell you this. I said, it's been my findings here. I've been here 29 years. And I said, it's very much like middle school. If they know something bugs you, they're going to ride you. I'm just telling you. And I said, so. I said, and he knows I'm a preacher and stuff. And I said, so, so what I really try to do, you're going to love this. I said, what I really try to do is, is be a mirror of Christ, you know. And, uh, you know, try to encourage him. I said, I don't let him get to me and all that. He said, I hear you, boss. Ain't no problem. He said, you can have all the angel wings you want. They come against me. I'm going to take a pitchfork to them. <laughs> I thought, let's go to the next slide. <laughs> And it says, a gift of grace. <laughs> See, these are, I'm living these messages, man, I'm telling you. I thought, what? I was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll take a pitchfork to them all so they go on me. I said, uh, 
I think we get some more today. How's that? So to get the grace, man. Let's take a look at this. Read some more of the word. Verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. See, I, I look at this here and I said, see, grace doesn't give to see what you can get in return. Grace is a gift that does nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But for the best interests of others. You know, go back to my mom's story there. And not because she's my mom, but I actually got to see that. You know, when you see stuff like that, I'll tell you one other thing about my mom and dad on this real, real thing. Uh, because when you see it, people say, well, you, you spend a lot of time taking care of your mom. Yeah, you know why? Because I had an example. I had an example of that. My, my uncle, her, her brother, uh, his wife was in a nursing home for 25 years. He went every day he could go. He got sick, and she, sometimes she could come home a little bit. She could come home for the weekend and go back and things like that. For six months, after my dad retired, six months, my mom and dad would go all week and take care of my uncle, come home on Saturday and Sunday, pay the bills, and go back again. I never heard him complain. I never heard him complain. My uncle was on a ventilator for 19 days. He said, nobody, hardly, very few people make it off that. He came out of that. Isn't that something? He's got kids and stuff. They're doing this, doing that, everything else. I'm not coming down with my cousins or anything like that. They got to work, they got to do it. But you know what? That takes somebody that is not putting the value on their life, but looking to others, amen? I don't believe you can do that very well or very long without the Lord. Amen? Because it's got to be his strength. So I got to see that displayed in my folks. And I'm saying, I'm a young guy. I'm going, man, you guys need to come home, man. You're wearing yourself out. Dad always says that. He used to say to my time. He said, we're doing the best we can until the next crew comes in. Well, I didn't know until about three years ago when he left. I'm the next crew. I'm the next crew. I said, you got me, didn't you? I'm the next crew. But here's the good thing. We're going to press on. Y'all remember that, right? We're going to press on, and we're going to see what we can do to the next crew. Tom, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> Just say it there, man. Just give me a little heads up. Anyway, the gift of grace. I'm in trouble if I get old. Oh, no, no. All right, let's keep on going. <laughs> so do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. You don't see much of that nowadays, do you? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? Rather than humility, value others above yourself. That's, see, that's the difference maker right there. He starts seeing the value in others instead of himself. That doesn't mean you get stomped on. I don't want to go back to that. That doesn't mean you get taken advantage of. But let's keep on going. All right? oh. Grace is a difference maker. Man, Tanya didn't put the clock out here. Y'all in trouble. All right. Grace is a difference maker. Mm-mm-mm. I said, grace makes all the difference, and God makes all the grace abound. Funny how that works. I said, God supplies grace to you so that you will supply grace to others. As a result, he's glorified. See, because when people see a changed life, they see the gift of grace manifested in you and through you. Isn't that true? You start saying, well, man, what's going on? They see the one true difference maker shining through. They reflect the greatness of God when you make a difference and pour out God's grace. Got a story for you here. And I'm going to try to bring it on down. But, but please listen to the story because it's about the end result. All right? In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. We keep coming back to that mindset. I'm going to tell you a story about two guys. There was a guy that was in trouble and there was a friend that tried to help him, okay? And 
Time goes by, and, and this man, it was troubled. His spirit was very troubled and called a friend to the point he was thinking about taking his life. And the friend says, hey, cool out. Come by the house. He wasn't even in this state. The guy comes. The friend feeds him. The friend gases his car. The friend with other friends pull together and they, and they get approaches and everything cools down and they talk to him about Jesus and, and love on him a little bit. Alright? Great. Isn't that great to see the fingerprints of God? Because you want to be a difference maker. Time goes by. The troubled man calls the friend again and says, hey, I, I, I need some money for this situation. And the friend says, well, I'll pray about it. So the friend prays about it for a little bit. And he goes, and, and then he texts the guy back and says, I can pay you back on this day. But the friend's thinking, it doesn't matter. If I'm going to help the guy, I'm going to help the guy. That's what the friend's saying. So the friend says, come by, and I'll do what I can for you. Who set, who set the, uh, the standards of the deal? The trouble man. Not the friend. Hold on to this lesson I'm teaching you. The troubled man gets there. And the friend wants to be a blessing. So not only does the friend give him the money, the friend gives him more money than he asked for. Right? The friend already has decided if he brings the money back, I'll give it to him. If he doesn't, it's on him. So the troubled man says, Hey, I'm going to do this, man. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And, and, and the friend says, do what you got to do. Who set the stage again? The trouble man. Okay, I'm going to do this. 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 The friend just said, hey, man, I just want to try to help you out. The week of the payday, the man was like, let me just tell you, this is not about money, okay? Work with me. This is not about the money. It's about the whole thing. I'm going to tie it in. It's about the gift of grace. The week that the trouble man was going to repay the friend, he says, I can't be there on this day. I could do it on Saturday. And the friend says, whatever works for you. That's the last time you heard from the trouble man. This is what I want you to hear. It was not about the money. You know what happened to the trouble man? He said the only, he, he, he put his word out there and he didn't stand up to his word. That's okay. He lost out on a blessing because the friend was going to say, just keep it. He missed out on that. He also missed out, now I'm sure the troubled man feels probably guilty, maybe ashamed, or whatever, whatever the case. But what has happened is this. He cut himself off from grace. Grace is still there, right? Grace is still there. And, I'm, and I believe if the friend, if the Lord nudged the friend to do something else, I believe that he'd want to do that. All right? The whole lesson is this. He missed out on so much more. He missed out on so much more. Because he settled for what he could get. Boom! Then. I don't know what the trouble man has going on or whatever like that. And, and, and I'm sure that he's prayed for often. And that's great. And, and I'm sure that they would pick up right where they are. Because the friend had already purposed in his heart, Lord, it's all yours anyway. Amen? It's all his anyway. So what's the big deal? But if you could be that conduit, maybe it's not money. 
Maybe it's a helping hand. Maybe it's a kind word. Maybe it's just sharing the grace with God. That conduit and that difference can flow into that life and that life. Look at the story that guy could have told somebody. Hey man, I, I needed some money and my friend gave me some money and I went to go pay him back and he gave me even more money and said don't worry about it. We can't really tell that story now because he chose better. Come back and, and, and follow through. That just goes around in my mind, in my mind, in my mind. I go, wow. How many times do we cut ourselves off from what God's done for us? What's that in? You ever say, God, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just not going to do this anymore. And God says, okay. I love you. And then you do it again. So now you don't want to go to church. Now you don't want to hang out with anybody. Now you don't want to open the Bible. And you miss out on the gift of grace. Because God said, come on back to me. I'll help you. I'll carry you. I already paid the fine. It's all God's anyway. He can make a difference with it. Amen. I hope, I hope that y'all heard the story. I hope you heard the story. Because it's, if somebody could just listen, listen to a little piece of that and say, oh, it's about money. It's, about, it's not about that. It is about the gift of grace. And so often, we're that person, the troubled guy. And we, we cancel out God's blessing because we won't even come back to him. We don't even give him an opportunity to, to say, hey, uh, you know, that's okay, keep going. Kevin's not here. He loves when I share this. This thing this guy told me when I did a radio interview years ago from Ohio. Y'all remember what the guy said? He said, I just want to tell you, God loves you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I can hear that ringing out in my mind. See, I want you to hear it. God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. What he meant this, he said, you can't run too far that God won't love you. You can't mess up too bad that God won't love you. He'll love you right where you are. And sometimes when I'm going down the road and I feel like, woo, I put it, I put it to the test today. I hear that guy's voice. I hear that guy's voice. I only talked to that man one time over the phone on a radio interview, and he said that. That was a difference maker in my life. A difference maker in my life to know, you know what? It's not based on how many things you can twirl, buddy, how many sermons you can preach, how, many, how fast you can play the guitar. It's not based on any of that. It's based on the gift of God's grace to you. So if you're here today, don't run from it. Run to him, amen. That's what I want you to hear. Everybody doing good? We're going to bring this thing home. All right. Whew. This is what I'm getting to. Building up and not tearing down. I'm going to jump through this kind of fast here. We're still in the uh, second chapter. 13 says this. For God is working in you, giving you the desires and the power to do what pleases him. I said that God puts those desires in us, and then he supplies the power and the grace as we lean on the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Remember what I said? Tom said, Dad, don't get the car. Why would he say that? Because the Holy Spirit is going to prompt my boy. Because I know that he's going to seek after the Lord. He don't care if Dad gets a car, don't get a car, does it? He don't want to see his family in a bad spot. He don't want to see. Dad, I don't feel good about that. That's that prompt, that little nudge. You know what? I don't think that's. Just really think about it. I'm just, and you know what he told me? He said, Dad, I'm just telling you. See, that's, that's cool. He's like, well, you better. No. Dad, I'm just telling you. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Isn't that something, man? Let's keep on rolling here. Now watch this. 
Do everything without, oh, watch your toes, everybody. Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in the world full of crooked and perverse people. Isn't that something? Man, how often do we complain? Let's go back to the two plumbers. They never complained. They weren't complaining. One guy was all muddy, the other guy wasn't. They came back in, the other guy was muddy, the other guy was cleaning up. What was the, what was the, what was the common thread? It's the best partner I ever had. I said, how long have I been working? For years. They're in the sewer. They're in that truck about 16 hours a day, the guy told me. You can probably get, get graded a little bit. But they both had the same response. That's the best part of that man. Wow. Wouldn't you like to work in that field? Well, you know what? I believe as a difference maker, we can strive for that, amen, and the power of God. But you know what? Complaining. I'm not saying if something's wrong, say hey, that's not cool. I'm not saying go with the flow or whatever. But I'm going to tell you over and over and over and your words mean something on the grandmama. Your words start taking the, the, the framework and start framing things around you, man. You know, if you wake up every day and you say, I just don't feel good. I'm so tired. I don't want to go to work. I don't. Guess what? You're not going to want to go. You know? And that may be true. But man, the more you say these things, it goes through your mind. It goes through your ears. What does it say? Listen to this. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So let's flip that. Doubt come from the devil, and it'll mess you up if it gets in your mind. Amen? All right? You think about that. If we're always talking, well, oh, man, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. All my life, when I was growing up, I always heard what I can't do. Man, you can't do that. So what I do, I try to do it. That's why I walk like this. You can't jump that motorcycle that far. Oh, yeah, I can. And they go, that doesn't look good. Does that go out there? Put it back in. Right? You know, because you're going to prove, I can do it. I could do it. I could do it. But I had a little problem. I thought I could do it in my strength. Can't do it in my strength. And I'm not and I'm telling you to go jump your motorcycle or something like that. I'm saying lean on the wisdom and the prompt of the Holy Spirit. Because then you say, I ain't got to prove anything. God says, I'm worth it right now. That's what I want you to hear. God says, you're a difference maker because I made the difference for everybody who will believe in me and everybody who will trust in me and everybody will walk in the wisdom that I've given them. Hey, don't tear people down. Lift them up. Amen? So let's keep on going. Anybody going to complain this week? Wow. I won't work with y'all. <laughs> I won't work with y'all. I hope my buddy listens to this. <laughs> I'm going to send him a link to work. No, I'm teasing, man. But you know what? There's sometimes we, we, we got to stand up and say, hey, this is wrong. This is not right or whatever. But man, let's continue to try to be a difference maker and build people up. All right? Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. Romans 5.15 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind. See, we're just wrapping this thing around again. Toward each other that Christ Jesus had. Remember when we talked about that? Those kind of words. But see, God gives you the endurance. You said, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. It's Monday. How many people get upset some at 6 o'clock knowing they got to go to work on Monday? 6 o'clock Sunday. Go, ah. Right? Oh, no, you just, well, I don't have to get you to raise your hand. Everybody's fine. I know. Because I can get like that because I get overwhelmed by that. You know, sometimes. It's going to be a long ride home. But anyway, <laughs> I get like this sometimes. But I have to remember this, right? I was like, God's going to give us the endurance. God's going to give us the encouragement. Let me tell you, I want, I want to thank you guys and gals for encouragement. It is, it, it's, it's amazing, man, because I'm going to tell you what. Since about 12 o'clock Friday, 
Pastor Bud has not been having a real fun time. But you never would know it, would you? Right? You wouldn't know it. Things with my mom have been up and down and up and down and up and down. And when you're sitting there, you're thinking, man, this is past me. Lord, what are we going to do? You know, what are we going to do? And you got somebody saying, we're going to take one day at a time. We're going to take a little bit at a time, and we'll pray, and we'll go see what's going on. Guess what? Yesterday's a lot better day. Isn't that something? You just take a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And just somebody speaking a word to build you up can change your whole outlook, right? And then you're going to run into somebody. Guess what? Because guess what? When I went to the phone store, I wasn't really happy. I was like, man, I'm going to the phone. I'm thinking I haven't been home in 12 hours. Right? Poor old me. And if I don't go to get the phone today, I won't be able to get up here until like Thursday. I got to go get the phone. Man, that guy did me wrong on the car. Man, I can't, right? I can do all those things, right? But then, when I got to start talking about Jesus, guess what? Everything changed. Isn't it amazing? See, see, let's go back to the whole script. What does it say? Hold firmly to the word of life. See, when I, was, when I wasn't holding firmly to the word of life, I started getting a little irritated. I want to grasp back on the promises of God. God said, hold on. It's bigger than you. That's not about you. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? So, let's read this one more time. It says, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. Amen. That's a powerful deal. Let's take what we're going right here. So what's the takeaway, buddy? What's the takeaway? And, and I'm going to read this again. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on that day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I do not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. And as I read that last night, the Lord said, I want you to make it personal. Now, we know that was Paul. That was Paul talking there, but I want to make it personal, so I want you to listen to this. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on that day of Christ's return, you will be proud that you ran the race, not in vain, right? And that your work was not useless. How you feel about that? If we take the attitude of Christ, if we can have the Lord help mold those words in us and through us, we're going to touch lives and we're going to change lives. And you're going to be a difference maker. You're already a difference maker, but I'll tell you what, when you let the manifestation of what God's doing in you go through you, it will impact life after life after life. And you will leave the legacy that will bring forth spiritual fruit for all eternity. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you know what? In, in the everyday things, you're showing us. You're showing us how you're working. And you're showing us your gift of grace, Father. You're showing us how you make a difference and we can make a difference. And then I know in my life, Lord, a helping hand is just a blessing. It's a, it's a, a major thing when we see a kind word and all these things. Lord, but help us to be that person. Help us to make a difference when, we, when we're in the mall. Help us to make a difference when, when we're, we're working with the new guy. Help us to make a difference in our families and our children's life. All these things, Lord, empower us. And Lord, help us to hold firmly to the word of life. And while we're here today, I, I just ask you, if, you, if you're here today, and, and I was asking you the question like I asked that young boy last night, if you die tonight, do you know for sure that you spend eternity in heaven? I want you to listen. I want you to look. I want you to hear what I'm saying. You can know. It's not based on good works, deeds, anything else. It's based on a personal relationship with Christ. How do I have that, buddy? The Bible says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Do you believe that? 
Do you believe that? You know what? I pray today that everybody hears this message. That God touched you in some way. Not that that, that mere man could ever uh, craft the message. This is this. I pray God take this message. It's yours. Touch the hearts of your people because you told me they're a vision. Do you realize you're a vision? Do you realize you're worth it? And I pray today, if that's you, pray and ask God. Come into your life and forgive you of your sin. The Bible already tells us the deal. He says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. And he goes on to tell us this, but the free gift is that Christ Jesus for eternal life. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Love gives and God gave to you. And that you today don't leave here without sharing the good news. And say, you know what, Mike? Today, I pray that prayer. We want to rejoice with you. If you hear you say, man, it's been a tough week. Hey, you know, uh, I make a lot of mistakes and, and all these things. Well, guess what? You're in the right place. You're in the right place. And we pray you come back again. We want to love you where you are. We thank God for each one that comes here. For everyone that comes across that threshold, for everyone that rides by here, you are prayed for every day, probably before you get out of bed. I want you to know that. You say, well, it's my first time here. That's why we've been praying to get you here. God's good. Lord, thank you for what you've done, what you're doing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Well, we like to.